Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald. Earlier from her, I was like, okay, this should end. And then every thunderstrike, it was like the lightning was where she is. (laughs) I think it's moving further away now, though. What about Thunder Buddies for life? So Andrew Callahan from the Boston Herald and the Pat's Interference Pod. Thank you so much for joining us. So you come to us from Las Vegas. I understand you just got back yesterday. To start, you had a tweet that we were reading on air over and over again about how bad practice looked on Tuesday. So I want to start there because, you know, some of the callers have called in and accused us as being part of the media, as being too negative. Everybody just wants to slam the Patriots and slam Belichick, and everybody loves dancing on the Patriots' grave. So what did you actually see in practice on Tuesday out in Las Vegas? Well, I'll give you two stats. And you at home or you guys here with me today can decide whether this was bad or this was media fiction. Mac Jones, at the point of that tweet, was 8 of 18 with an interception and team drills. Running the ball, they got stuffed on 6 out of 7 handoffs with the starting offense. Not 1 or 2 yards downfield at the line of scrimmage or going backwards. That was that bad. Now, they did finish with a two-minute drill, which was big. And look, we're trying to tweet throughout practice. No one's really out there. We had probably half the beat. But at that point, I called it the most troubling practice we had seen so far from them because it's this late in the summer. You're going against a decent defense, not great. And those were the results. But they, they turned it around since. Do you feel like you um, like lower the bar for what's good based on the last two days? I feel like the Tuesday was... Ah, destroy. Oh, my God. Embarrassing. Worse. Oh, my God. And then the next day it was like, oh, look at look how exciting. Everybody's having such a great time. Yay. Like, I feel like, like, oh, look, look, one yard gain. That's pretty good. Do you feel like your like your reporting has been, I don't know, tempered a little bit based on how rough things have gone? No, I mean, I think the impression, like the expectations, I think it probably come down, right? Based on our reporting. But like, I'll give you the hard numbers and let you decide. And I'll contextualize them saying Mac Jones was 20 of 25 in team drills on Wednesday, which was great. But only one of those completions went beyond 15 yards down the field. Like they had protection issues against Chandler Jones and Max Crosby, which is to be expected. Mm -hmm. But when most of those 20 completions are screens, checkdowns, or kind of within the seven yards, which is fine. That's how this offense can live and thrive at some point, but it wasn't on Wednesday. So there's progress, but I feel like I've been writing progress to the exception of Tuesday, virtually every practice report and preseason game. Yeah, so it's like, I, I, I do feel like there's this, all right, let's reevaluate what good is. Sure. Okay, we, knew, we, we used to know what good is. Well, I mean, based, I'm just, I haven't been to one practice yet. So I'm just going on what I like how you say yet, yeah, like you're going to go. No, uh, I'm not ever going to go. I don't, exactly. I'm never going to go to a preseason practice of, uh, uh, ever in my life. I hate it. Well, Christian, that it. depends on what your definition of good is. Yeah, well, so, and that's kind of the way I feel. It's like this whole, like this, this new version of the Patriots. Like it used to be such a high level type of execution. And, and now like just middle of the road is that's pretty good. Yeah, I don't know. Like, I think what the last time I was in here, right, was right before training camp. And I came on with a report after talking to people within the team that the changes to the offense. Good job, Mago. You were so quiet through that thunder. Um, <laughs> That's right over us. I yeah. Know. Like, the, directly the, over us. The, the, the like, changes, directly. like that thunder, were a bit over our head. Like, there was more coming. And then we saw that as training camp progressed. And the results were poor because there was more of a wholesale change, specifically within the running game and their protections in the play-action game that all just went straight down the you-know-what. Since then, it's come up. They're like treading water. And I think that's the part where the expectation changes because we had a misunderstanding about what this offense was. Is it a Shanahan-style offense? Is it a hybrid, or is it more of the old stuff? It's still more of the old stuff, but the people installing the new parts that I just talked about, Matt Patricia and Joe Judge, are all up front. That's where the issues are. Okay, so I, I want to go back to what you just said because you said it's still a lot of the old stuff. 
maybe there was a misconception early on because, you know, like Curran was calling it a Shanahan-style offense. Many other people were writing saying this is a Shanahan-style offense. So now you're telling us it's not? Correct. But it's still a new offense. They have, and I'll use Brian Hoyer's words on this, elements of the old Shanahan offense. And the most obvious ones were the things that I even texted you, Christian, or we talked about it maybe back in minicamp. I'm just playing my old hits here, as you can tell on the show. I'm seeing bootlegs. I'm seeing outside zone. And those, those, yeah, boots and naked, baby. They're never going to run a boot or naked the entire season now. So is this just to throw everybody off their set the entire season? Not one, Andrew. They won't run one freaking bootleg all year. There are two parts of this, and it's definitely that they, it's not throwing us off the scent, but it's the idea that those are the most obvious signs of what the offense is going to be. So when we go to one or two minicamp practices or we go to OTAs and we see that, you go all in because we're trying to fill a vacuum, whether it's me in a radio show, me writing articles about what this offense is going to be but when we get more information like we've had the last four weeks in practice then you start to fill it in what i can say definitively is they're not going to live in the outside zone bootleg world they will have parts of that but you go through the preseason tape more of these runs are man blocked where you see guys pulling around the corner of these guards or they're moving in different directions and double teams moving up it'll be part of the offense but it's not the new foundation to your knowledge was that the intention at the beginning of training camp or has some of this been an adjustment on the fly because of the way that things were looking with the offense. Yeah, it's a little bit of both because you remember, uh, we're going on two and a half weeks now, there was a Monday practice where you had people like me, anyone who was there coming mm-hmm. out and saying, this is the worst practice I have ever seen. And for me, this is just your five. But you had people like Greg Bedard, Tommy Curran, Phil Perry saying that, largely even killed folks there. Um, they had a quote, as someone put it to me, come to Jesus meeting about the offense at that That's point. when David Andrews had everybody huddle up after practice and be like, this S isn't going to fly. Well, that was in exactly. Foxborough, right? In Foxborough. Yep. And that was before the Giants preseason game. They hadn't had any joint practices. And I'm talking about the coaches had that kind of meeting. The, oh. you know, forget David so Andrews on the field. The scenes, behind the scenes, they had Because a... you have new protection rules, and it's not just the terminology. And there was so much gray area where you have guys just streaming straight through the line of Mac Jones going, how did I get here? This shouldn't have happened on defense. But that's what it was. So they fixed some of that. And I think you've seen progress, but again, you're having real problems up front. And it doesn't matter if you're running, if you're passing, you can't do anything unless those five guys are on the same page. Do you think that a do you think that coaches should change an offense to benefit themselves so they can teach it better, or that they should learn the offense and the rules that were already there that everybody already knows? Well, what I can tell you is what's happened is both. Because oh again, that that's that screams consistency to me right <laughs> totally oh totally I can totally understand it uh, theme of the preseason well, yeah. because if you're overhauling the offense right you're teaching something entirely new to a largely veteran group that does not behoove the players to go out there and play faster right because they're doing most of the learning the coaches have picked up specifically Joe Judge the passing game McDaniel's left like I talked to Deron Harmon now at the Raiders here obviously with the Patriots for six seven years and he's saying the empty stuff. The passing game, it's all the same. We know the stacks, the motions, this and that. The running game is new, okay? The emphasis on that play-action game where you're getting Mac out of the pocket is new. So I think what they did was they took parts that they knew they could teach, simpler things like an outside zone, which simpler doesn't mean easier. Like, you're going to have to rep and rep and rep that over again. But those are the new parts. So they can only coach what they can teach. They learned a little bit, and then they applied some new stuff, which is where you're starting to see the the issues. So, yeah, sorry, go ahead. I was just going to ask one question, though, about the whole Tuesday to Wednesday, like, Ooh, they ran into the wall and the pass rush was real and Devontae cooked mills and Derek Carr had his way and Mac was having a hard time on Tuesday. And then Wednesday, the Patriots, well, they figure it out. Mac's looking better and they're dinking and dunking. I heard Rob Ninkovich on his podcast this week sort of put it out there like maybe there was a chance that Bill 
knowing that he starts to either a wanting to like fend the media off and just shut us up or give them something good to talk about and b try to give his guys some confidence may have gone up and been like eh, you know josh maybe he could uh you know, tell Max and Chandler to take it easy a little bit there and maybe let us get a couple wins out here. I did an awful lot for you, you know what I mean? <laughs> I think there's any chance in the world that maybe Bill had a little, like, supper with Josh Tuesday and was like, hey. I don't, because okay. you had Max Crosby in there, a guy who's a Pro Bowl head rusher for the Raiders, running with the second team. Like, that dude was not cheated in any snaps and one-on-ones in team periods, and he got two sacks of Mac Jones in one of the last periods. So if they're pulling up, Maybe Max Crosby's doing a horrible job of that, but largely what I saw was their adjustment was we're just not going to run the ball. They had four handoffs in team periods, around 40 to 45 different snaps. Similar to what happened to Carolina. That first joint practice, they're getting stuffed over one-third of the time against the, the Carolina Panthers. Okay, It got worse against the Raiders, and both in those second joint practices, they just said, screw it, we're going to throw and throw a lot, and that's what worked better. But that first drive even, you know, three sacks and nine plays, couple busted screens it got better from there mac was 16 to 19 but i think that had a lot to do with we're gonna go empty we're just gonna throw and get it out quickly so okay. okay. go ahead no no go. well i want to bring this up because so we're talking to andrew callahan a patriots beat writer from the boston herald and host of the pats interference podcast you did talk to uh duran harm i can never say his name sorry duran duran harman who? Duran Har Duran nope. Duran there you Harman. go Duran Harman former Patriots safety okay got my muckle mouth out of there here he was uh, French there for a second so you talked to him about this run first mentality that the Patriots are employing on their offense you said that they have been turning to airing the ball out more in some of these joint practices maybe just to get into like a feel-good mode so you wrote this article for the Boston Herald if anybody wants to read it I encourage you highly to read it there's this one bit that jumped out to me you wrote here the Patriots are now a one back offense instead of a team that annually ranked in the top five for two back usage in the last half decade Choosing a second tight end means the Patriots are counting on Johnny Smith to provide more value than a third wide receiver and rebound from the worst statistical season of his career since his rookie year in 2017. That was really interesting to me because on the one hand, it makes me very nervous. And I want to ask you how much of the success of this offense, if they stick with this run first mentality, hinges on the performance of Johnu Smith, who really just could never click last year. Yeah, I think those are two different conversations. So let's start with the run-first mentality, because I think, in my mind, that's more problematic. Like, if you've watched the last 10 years in the NFL and coming away with you win by establishing the run, 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 pass on third down, you've just missed why the Chiefs made four straight AFC Championship games. And yes, Patrick Mahomes might end up as one of the greatest quarterbacks ever. He's on pace to be. But it goes to their approach and the efficiency you get from ultimately passing the ball, because on average, quarterbacks are completing 66% of their passes. Bottom line, air it out. The second thing about Johnu Smith is, I can confidently say he's not going to be any worse than last year. Okay, but that's not reason to, to major in 12 personnel, which they're going to do. I think what this is a reflection of is that Belichick has taken over the offense. This is his system. So what does he want to do? He wants to do the things that are most difficult to defend. <laughs> and you could laugh at Jonu Smith, but two tight ends, you don't know whether that's coming as a run or a pass. When you spread out and go three wide receivers and you got one back, typically that'll show pass. So they want to be more multiple. And their math, again, is would you rather have Jonu Smith in the field or a Kendrick Bourne in his current state, or a Nelson Aguilar. Christian, why are okay, you laughing? I laugh. It's literally going to be Hold the on. 1991 uh, New York Giants. No, no, no. I laugh because, and Tyler, uh, jump in with this, because I, I don't remember exactly when the article was from. We did a whole thing on Bill Belichick with Andy Hart, Mego, 
where oh, it's from the Washington Post from 2018. From 2018, it was about Bill Belichick and the fact that when he was in Cleveland, he decided to run plays that he couldn't defend. It was the the only time and it was that a he's disaster called, that he's called plays on offense. <laughs> it was a disaster. And he had a former yeah, assistant that came out and talked to the Washington Post and said, when Bill Belichick called plays in Cleveland, all he did was call stuff that he got beat at. Yes, like no, stuff that no, he couldn't figure out. No, you just said call. it. Yeah. You just said it. And I laughed because I'm like, wait, where have I heard this? Oh, yeah, yesterday when we, we, had, we did this very segment about a former coach that was back with him back in those days in Cleveland when he was calling plays. And, and he said, forget it. I'm not doing it anymore. You do it. What's the whole story behind it? Because he was calling plays. Based on the, um, based on his history, since he's so good, if I'm a really good defensive coordinator and I couldn't stop these offensive plays, I'm gonna call these. <laughs> I think that's nuts. Okay, maybe he knows better. I think plays that's nuts. Now, though, I know. I maybe just, he's seen better the story. stuff. Well, here's the back other part story, about this. That's the backstory to it. Now, now let's go back to the running game, right? Like if you're ranking the position groups in the Patriots offense, you're nervous just, now, aren't you, Pitsy? Oh, I've given up. He's doing the I have to pee dance over there. Yeah. He's back and forth. Like you I should be nervous now. <laughs> Break's coming soon. Um, if you were to rank the position groups in this Patriots offense purely by talent, running back is probably first, right? In terms of where they stack up across the league, yes. right? Offensive line, given what we've seen from Jonathan Smith last year, is probably second. So what you do with your survival? Wait, 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 Offensive line is second in terms of raw talent. Oh no! Oh hell no! No way! What? Yeah, I know. I disagree. I'll go tight end. Let's do this. Tight ends are better than the offensive line. Oh, coming from the tight end over there. No, and your receivers, I think are. I think John Smith offered. had one more touchdown than I did last year. Uh, you want to put the tight end? I put. I I gave myself a drum beat for my uh, the Patriots offensive line may be the worst in the league when it's all said and done. Okay, you're nuts. There it is again. You missed the Dolphins games last year. No, you must have. Well, their offensive line is better, isn't it? It's better now. I don't know what it's going to be like like when the bullets are flying. My point is, this is a, they want to run the ball. Okay, Jerron Harmon said this as a guy who faced him in practice the last two days. They didn't do a whole lot of it, like I just said, but ultimately they want to focus on their backs and on that line. Whether that's a good decision or not, we don't know yet, but I would lean towards with you. No, the thing is, once you identify those strengths, you put the remaining players at tight end and receiver around them to see what you can do to accentuate that strength. In their mind, having bigger bodies on the field where you can run out of pass out of those looks. And John o. Smith had the second most catches in team drills of all training camp, only behind Jacoby Myers. So I'm not saying that's evidence that this could be working, but they're going to give it a shot because that's all they've been doing the last four weeks. Man, I can't believe you're 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 uh you're bully on this offensive line. I think I, I think you're an, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna regret this one, Angie. I'm gonna let, give you an opportunity to take it back. We don't even back. know who's gonna be on the offense. That's my point. I, that I, is my point. That's the, our biggest issue, Andrew. And this is my biggest concern. It's not is this too much for Mac? Is it on his plate? Do they not have enough talent at wide receiver? Can the back stay healthy? Who's calling plays? What scheme are they running? This team only goes as far or at least is able to hang in as long as this offensive line comes together and plays cohesively and consistently. There's a reason why in 2018, even when they telegraphed to the rest of the league, blanket, the passing game's not working, we're going to be a power run team, they were able to do that because they had power backs, an awesome fullback, and they had the healthiest, badasses, most badass offensive line in the league. Right now, I can't tell you who's starting where besides Brown and Cole Strange and David Andrews. After that, the right side of the line is kind of teetering towards mystery. Coming well, back it, on the other side of the break, Andrew Callahan's going to start us, going to tell us who's starting where, right? You're going to predict for us? On when it went right guard and win at right tackle. That's okay, what it's, there you yeah, go. That's what okay. it's going to be. <laughs>